Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Wow, I'm gonna, I'm about to tell, uh, our guest who's joining us in studio about what it's like to run for office because he is uh, jumping into the political sphere. First, I want to thank our sponsors, Monaco Brewing, of course, Progressive Brew. I know it was Kirk's birthday yesterday. Hope you had a wonderful celebration up in Madison. And uh, we want to remind you to go to the Patty Vasquez show page and find out where you can pick up Progressive Beer in your area because we are so thrilled to be partnering with him. We'll be, we're planning some live events in Wisconsin ahead of the Supreme Court race. Of course, one of the most important races in the country so we'll be collaborating and uh hopefully you can join us on a little road trip let's go uh let's call to action folks we also want to thank our friends at kids above all supporting their mission and helping children re- reach their potential making sure that they're happy healthy and safe go to kidsaboveall.org and find out what you can do to support their work and of course we want to thank our friend Warren Price at European and US Car Service 4080 North Broadway if you're uh, if you're in a wreck, have that number ready. Put this number in your car somewhere, 773-248-1200, and a warrant will help you out. Uh, he, he, I don't know how he makes his phone available to everybody. Excited to have our, our show. A little bit later on, we're going to talk to our friend Jen Zanotti after 6 o'clock. And to, right now, I want to introduce you to Dan Richmond, who is running... Is Richmond, right? Yeah, sure oh, let's make sure I got your mic on. That probably helps. Hi, Dan. Hi, Patty. Welcome, welcome. It is so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. I, I apologize that it's taken so long. I know that uh, my our good friend, uh, Tom Carmick, had uh, talked to me a few times about meeting with you. Mm-hmm. He was a regular on the show. So. I know he was. And so uh, he was uh, really interested in helping you, supporting any sort of avenue you wanted to take to right. get into the uh, public service arena. I, and I, I have to ask first of all before we even talk about the sure. race, what what draws you to wanna to wanna jump into the political world? Well. I don't know if I necessarily wanted to jump into the political world, but I wanted to get involved. And let me tell you my story. A little over three years ago, uh, my wife, daughter, and I live in Roscoe Village. We've lived in the 19th District for 17 years. It's a great neighborhood. It it is, and we we love it. We love raising our child there. We now have a a two-and-a-half-year-old dog as well. And we just love the diversity that the whole city has to offer, being walkable, and it's worked well for us. Sure. Uh, About a little over three years ago, November of 2020, 2019, uh, my wife, daughter, and I were watching a movie. Somehow, uh, 2, 3 in the morning, I doze off for 10, 15 minutes because our daughter wasn't feeling well. Mm -hmm. So I hear, I think it was my wife said, gunshots, gunshots, gunshots. Then my daughter said, yeah, mom, gunshots, gunshots, gunshots. Mm -hmm. Next morning, we found out that there was a murder uh, from a 5 a.m. bar a block away from our house. So... Fast forward a day or two later, uh, my wife said, hey, there's going to be a meeting about the murder from the bar. Will you go with? Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, I'll go. And my wife, Jody, has been really involved in the community forever. She has uh, 
been involved with Autobahn School. She was on Friends of Autobahn. She chaired the gala for a couple of years, had record revenues under her watch. Uh, so I, I said, sure, I'll go. And then I went to another meeting with uh, Alderman Wagesbeck, and he was very uh, concerned, obviously, forthright about what happened with this uh, bar and wanted to take action. And I was kind of inspired by that meeting. And I decided to then run for uh, Roscoe Village Neighbors, uh-huh. got elected uh, on a safety and security platform. That's what I wanted to be involved. I sh- became the head of safety and security. And we've done some really cool things. We, uh, we've we done safety seminars on the importance of being safe, calling nine, importance of calling 911. Uh, we have a petition to reopen the Belmont Western Police Station that closed in 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had police roll calls. Uh, and we really have enhanced our camera security program as well, which, you know, we make safety a huge priority in Roscoe Village. And when I heard about this position, I said, hey, I want to take it to the next level and do it district-wide. Yeah, so, uh, you know, when you have a neighborhood organization that has, you know, that opportunity to say to serve the neighborhood, I think it's important to remind people because they often feel, as I, I think a lot of folks do, helpless, right? They're Definitely. like, well, how can I get involved? And uh, and, and it can be intimidating to for some people to go out and, and seek out those organizations. But I agree, getting out and, and knowing who the people are in your community, that way you can turn to somebody or know what's going on and have that communication. And a lot of folks want to have uh, open dialogue with the police department. And it, I know that you have kind of an interesting area. Now, first of all, I love Roscoe Village. I mean, I think when you talk about walkability, that's something, it's, it's a model, I think, for a lot of other neighborhoods in Chicago to strive for, for whether it's restaurants and shops. Uh, and I, w- I went to Lang Tech. Yep. So I, it's always cool to see that area sort of evolving constantly. Uh, I mean, look, you right down the street from you, or from Lane anyway, my dad went to Lane, and then they would go to Riverview Park. You know, he always had uh, stories about that. So the, the history is rich in that neighborhood. And I, I agree, it's a, it's a really diverse area. Is uh, Wagaspock still, is he run? I can't remember who he's running there's so the post. Many, there's so many... Yeah. Like, See, so that's one of the few. I he's think. One, one of the few unopposed, yeah. and deservedly so, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Uh, he's going. He's going to be elected for his fifth term, and I couldn't be happier for him. Sure. And uh, you know, he has a he has a big ward too, like all these all the aldermen do. He has Bucktown, he has Hamlin Park, he has Roscoe Village, and he has other nooks and crannies as well in the thirty second ward. But. Um, yeah, he's been fantastic. He is all about public safety as well. Okay. And, and what uh, what are the things that you're hearing from people? So are you doing the door knocking and I've the phone been, calls? I've and... been doing the door knocking. Mm-hmm. I've been doing phone calling. I've been standing outside Starbucks. I've been standing outside all busy areas sure. uh, doing it all. And for me, the process was threefold. Uh, getting the petition signed. Mm-hmm. 19th district where I'm running for this is the biggest district of them all. We, I had to get 758 signatures. I thought 16th was bigger. It, not... it may be a little bigger, but okay. 19 needed the most signatures. Oh, you needed more signatures. And they needed more signatures. So um, I got almost 1,400 signatures, pretty much all by myself. My weekends were spent going, you know, sneaking into block parties, uh, yep. standing, as I said, outside Starbucks, busy areas in the uh, 19th district, getting signatures. And I went all around the the, the uh, district. Then I started fundraising once I got on the ballot. Sure. And then it was uh, full steam ahead with campaigning. Uh, I've been going to schools. I've been going to L stops. I've been going door to door, which is very, very uh, challenging because people don't want to answer their doors now. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's cold. Sure. Number two, safety. <laughs> and, and, and number three, they see someone they don't know. Why would they answer? I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a... It's a 
proven strategy uh, that uh, is probably not as effective as it used to be, at least for me. Sure. And, and I remember when I would go door knocking, people were, I remember one guy up uh, up in the north, like the northwest part of the district, uh, he was like, are, are you really going like door to door? Is that, it doesn't seem very effective. It is, in a way, I will ask you um, about the ring bells. What's your strategy for ring bells? You know, I, I've been ringing them. Yeah. But they're not answering. So that, I don't have a great strategy for the ring you bells. You've got to talk to the bell. It's the weirdest thing, but you gotta ta- you got to talk to the bell. So ring bells, they can hear you, and it's video. So what I did, I don't think I have, oh, here. So I, have, so I would take a piece, of, like in the Love Actually, mm-hmm. I would write on a piece of paper, Hi, my name is Patty Vasquez, and I have another sheet. I'm running to be your state rep. I just came by to introduce myself. Did it work? Yeah, I, I had people come in and, and, and volunteer on the campaign and, and come in. And I, I, one guy was like, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen, or that was really uh, charming, that kind of thing. I'm going to use it this weekend. Yep. I, I'm I, definitely going to use it hi, this weekend. And, I, highly, and I, I put it out there like for a while. Tom and I were like only sharing that with a few people. But there are so Thank many you. bells. They don't know why you're there. You all, The other option is to talk to the bell. Um, but I, I'll show it to you. And if I get a chance, I'll try to pull it up on my phone because uh, Comptroller Mendoza was door knocking with me. And she goes, Patty, I got to show you this. One of her friends sent her the video of me coming up to the thing, and, and they were working out. They didn't see me. They were just uh, showering or something. I could hear the music. I said, oh, great, great tunes or something, because they can hear the video. But I, I did the, uh, the, sure. the little show. I've also been going to a lot of uh, aldermatic and mayoral forums yes. and passing out my literature there. Nice. You know, going, uh, I've also been going to, you know, busy, busy places, uh, as I mentioned. So... It's hard, but I find it gratifying and enjoyable, and I enjoy talking to the uh, voters, residents in the 19th District to hear their concerns about public safety and making them aware of this brand new position. That's what excites me. It's a blank. It's really a blank canvas. I'm really excited for you. We're going to take a break here. We're hanging out with Dan Richmond, who's running for the police board of the 19th Police District, which includes Roscoe Village. What other neighborhoods? It includes. So let me give you the boundaries real quick. Boundaries are 2400 North Fullerton Mm -hmm. to Lawrence, 4,800 north, and then uh, the lake to the river. Oh, that is, so that is a, big. It is a big, big district. I think that ours is bigger in size, but not in population is probably got the difference. It. You have more density than we do in the 16th. Yeah. I think that's got to be it. It's, it's pretty big. Yeah. You're like, I've walked it. I know it's huge. Let's take a break here. We're hanging out with Dan Richmond, a 19th District Police Board candidate. Uh, give us a call if you live in that area or you have questions about the police board. Uh, we're, we're happy to take your calls. 773-763-9278 is the number to call and join our conversation. You can also text us the same number, 773-763-WCPT. And we want to thank our text our tech screen sponsors, Camp Kubagani. We're going to be interviewing them next week and find out all about their great multi- multicultural camp. More in a moment on WCPT Heartland Signal. You're listening to WCPT 820 because facts matter. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Manaqua Brewing Company, and I sell Choice Hard Seltzer, an all-natural grapefruit-flavored booze that you can enjoy for only 100 calories a can. A percentage of the proceeds of every can of Choice Hard Seltzer you buy goes to reproductive rights organizations in the Chicagoland area. Enjoy a light, refreshing hard seltzer this summer and support reproductive freedom at the same time. Now available at Dino's Cardinal Liquors in Gurney, Illinois, and Sugar Beet Food Co-op in Oak Park, as well as in Chicago at Jarvis Square Tavern, Rogers Park, and Garfield's Beverage Express Wicker Park. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. 
are hanging out with Dan Richmond, candidate for the police board of the 19th Police District uh, over by there, uh, a big area, Which, uh, but he, he resides in Roscoe Village. Where did you grow up, Dan? I grew up in Morton Grove. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, man, that dollar theater was the best over on Dempster near Waukegan. It sure was. <laughs> my, my friend's family. Hi, Dan Zielkowski. I know that you're listening. I have to call him Dan Z because I know I, I mutilate his name. Uh, but his family used to clean that, that theater, and they had a, a company that would, would clean big venues like that. I, I, I saw Die Hard there, the original. I, I think I may have as well. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'd go, to the, we'd, we'd go to the Morton Grove Theater there, and mm-hmm. then we'd go to my favorite restaurant as a kid, Esposito's, right on Waukegan, oh, which is right yeah. uh, near Desmond and Waukegan as well. It was great. It was a great area. And it was, you know, I went to Maine East High School, uh-huh. which was diverse, just like what my daughter's experiencing now uh, growing up in Roscoe Village. Yeah. So it's great. It, and it makes a difference. As you mentioned, this is a clean slate because there, this is the first time we've ever had police board elections. A lot of folks probably don't even know that this election is happening. What, what are folks asking you? Are they surprised that this is even a position? They have no idea yeah. about it. So let me quickly tell you what the job entails. Okay. Because one of the things I did is, hey, if I'm going to be running for this, I, want, I said to myself, can I do the job? So I read the do- job description, and really this is what you have to do as a police district council member. Um, build stronger connections between the police and the community at the district level. Well, that's what, something I've been doing as a beat facilitator for a long time now and had a safety and security for Roscoe Village neighbors. Collaborating in the development and implementation of community policing initiatives. I collaborate every day in my role uh, working as a sales manager, so sure. that's uh, huge for me. Holding uh, monthly public meetings. That's going to be no problem. Working with the communities to get input on police department practices and policies. That's something I'm really excited about doing. Working to develop and expand restorative justice and similar programs in each district. I think that's great. I think we need to be working on restorative justice programs uh, because one of the things one of one of the things I want to emphasize enough is I firmly believe anyone who interacts with the police, no matter what your race is, no matter what your gender is, no matter what your sexual orientation is, you need to be treated fairly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it is so important to do that right now. Um, also ensuring that the Community Commission for Public Safety and Accountability gets input from the community. And here's a big role. This is why so many aldermen may have, like, certain candidates they want or this and that, nominating members of that new commission. So, you know, you're going to see certain people that may have certain agendas. Here's the thing for me. I'm my own person. Mm-hmm. I don't have an agenda. I thankfully have a lot of endorsements. No one has who's endorsing me has said, "Hey, you know, if you get on, I want you to think a certain way." They want me on the. Uh, they want me as a district council person mm-hmm. because they believe in me and they've seen what I've been able to do in Roscoe Village. And now I want to take it to the next level. It is strange when those That's conversations right. happen too. And there, I've ha- I remember having people say to me, uh, "We'd like to support you, but we want to know that uh, we can have such you know the certain kind of conversation with you, or we want access to the governor, or all." And it was. It, it looks. It sounds like something out of a movie, but it is. It's real stuff. And I think that you're absolutely right in that. Uh, it's not about having an agenda. It's about you know making sure that people know that the police department has a role in the community. What you know what we expect, what we hope for from law enforcement. And for me, I I, I also want to find a way to have conversations with the police department and police officers where it doesn't make them feel as though we're attacking. We need to be able to have a conver- a conversation with each other. 
other. But I think there's a lot of everyone's on the defense or on the attack. Uh, so there there needs to be a little bit more give uh, from everybody. And uh, and I also would like to see more of, of protect and serve than this idea of warrior and us versus them from anybody. Right? It's so funny you say that because one of my goals, my number one goal is I want to do what I can to help the residents in the 19th district feel safer. Right. Because, you know, we've talked about it. Uh, our daughter, who takes the bus home from school, gets dropped off maybe five, six blocks from where, where we live. We don't, we don't, we're afraid to ever walk home from school alone. So one of us, you know, if I'm working from home, mm-hmm. I'll pick her up or otherwise uh, my wife will pick her up because we just don't feel that safe right now. And it's scary. When I hear about friends of mine in the area that say, hey, I won't let my wife get gas after eight, eight o'clock at night or I won't let someone walk uh, home even five, six blocks away at 730 when it gets dark. That has to change. But to your point earlier, earlier, Patty, one of my number one things is uh, I'm a collaborator. I want to build trust between the community and the police because that is such a big issue right now. You know, we need beat cops back. We don't have beat cops right now. Community policing, in my opinion, needs to be a huge, huge initiative to bring back. And also one of the things I I really have taken a lot of input is are from seniors. You know, Absolutely. I want to I want to hear what the seniors have to say, especially the ones uh, that have been in the in the city in the 19th district for a long time, and most of them have. You know, their opinion and their thoughts mean a lot to me. And the thing is, when when uh, I remember talking to, to neighbors and constituents, is it's the visibility of police, right? Whether it's mm-hmm. B cops or uh, squads. You know, I, I do remember squads. You know, driving the side streets, and it's not. I know a lot of folks who are listening who are progressive are like, are you saying we need more cops? First of all, we are down about 3,000 cops. Uh, We have a lot of cops retiring. There's a lot of folks leaving because they say it's a toxic environment, uh, not just from the sort of uh, contention with communities, but from within the brass, things like that. We also, uh, it's about knowing you can ask someone for help, that you can ask someone, hey, I I feel in danger or something bad has happened, right? Because other people think that I say more cops means more police and, and a somewhat of a military presence, I mean, knowing that someone is there as a guardian uh, in, in order to help. That's the number one reason why Roscoe Village Neighbors wants the uh, Belmont Western Police Station reopened. We don't see the police presence like we used to. Because mm-hmm. when they leave Belmont Western, they drive through what I call the interior streets in my area. Hoyne, School, mm-hmm. Melrose, Levitt. We don't see that anymore. And we miss it. You know, we miss it a lot. Look, you brought up some great points. The 19th district alone is down 100 officers from 2019. Yeah. That's 26%. There are a few other districts that are at 26%. There's only one district percentage-wise higher than the 19th district in terms of less officers, and that's the 18th at 28%. You know, that's a challenge. That's a problem. It is. It's a challenge. And we're talking a lot, too, about uh, the response time, right? Folks are saying that their response time is down. And so having someone on the police board who can communicate. And I have folks in the 16th district that are running that I I unfortunately know their their politics and they do have agendas, right? Right. uh, And it's unfortunate. Like, I know one uh, Cook County sheriff who, when I went door knocking to uh, inform immigrants who might be concerned about ICE raids about their rights. And what happens when someone knocks on your door? Uh, I, I caught up with him afterwards. He goes, "You know, you're just making my do- my job harder." And and it was and Dave Feller, who is running in the 16th district, makes me really uncomfortable as someone who's on the ballot. But because he has connections 
again, talk to your point about he's connected. He has powerful people that want him to be. And it's their way of spreading their tentacles of power so that people should try to do research on the police board candidates. Look, my endorsements that I'm thrilled to have, you know, 32nd Order Alderman Scott Wagusback, 46th Order Alderman James Kappelman, retired Alderman Michelle Smith from 43rd, uh, 40, retired 47th Ward Alderman Gene Schulter. Uh, I just secured his endorsement and former head of CAPS 311 and former first deputy retired superintendent Ted O'Keefe. These are the type of endorsements that I have. People that believe in me, that have gotten to know me and believe that I'm in this for the right reasons because I care about this community and I want to feel safer. Right. And and that's I think that it is a, a, an important element of what all the conversations are about. Obviously, a lot of the candidates running for other office in Chicago are many are running on public safety uh, because we are in a crisis mode. We're in a total crisis road. But you know what? Hey, with that being said, the police need some reform. They really do. We need police accountability. That's important. But we also have to work on officer wellness, too. Yes. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I think there's been, I know there's been three suicides, let's say over the last eight, nine weeks, whether it's been a current uh, officer or someone who may have been on leave or no longer. That's scary. You need to work on officer wellness. And then people have said to me, well, what about these cops that may have this attitude like, I'm, you know, I can't do this. This is stoic. You know what? You got to teach them. Say, hey, this can help you. This can help you. Well, and, and the thing that a lot of police officers are worried about with a mental health wellness check is that if they do go in and say, I'm struggling, they're afraid that they'll have their gun taken or be taken off duty. So I I envision something like, you know how you get your, your teeth checked every six months? I we, do. That we should do this for, and I, I wish everyone would, just in general, in the general population, say, hey, I got to go for a checkup with my uh, therapist. But in the police department, it should just be mandatory across the board. And if something comes up, on a situational basis, so a couple, so everyone has to do it. There isn't any shame in it, no. and and uh, make sure that they are supported. You have to do that, and you have to bond together. And you know, the other thing that's important to me is this role is an advocate role, an ambassador role, and I want to be the advocate, the ambassador for the community for the residents of the 19th district. That's who I support. And that's why I want to do this because I need to relay their message, our message rather, to the police and see how we can come together to what you said earlier, how we can come together to make positive change. Because you know what? It takes one person to say, I've had enough of this. I've had enough of the criminals having the advantage right now. You know, because they do. When you know, when the criminals see that officers uh, officers are down and that there's, you know, cracks in the armor, so to speak, with CPD, that's one of the reasons why there's more more crime. And it's everywhere now. And we are talking to Dan Richmond, who's running for the 19th district uh, police district uh, police board. It's a new uh, elected position in every single police district in the city of Chicago. Uh, and we'll come back uh, in just a moment and continue this conversation. I, I also want to remind folks that so this is a separate conversation that I think a lot of our electeds are focused on, which is the root cause. Right. That's a separate conversation because we are talking about the role of a police board in a community to make those connections with constituents, with neighbors and those that serve and protect. So let's take 
take a break here and come back. Can you stay for another? I can. Excellent. And I want to. <laughs> Excellent. Let's uh, take a break here. We'll come back in just a moment. If you have a question about the police board or you have some thoughts, 773-763-9278. Uh, 773-763-WCPT. And one listener, uh, this is about Morton Grove. I think the Dollar Theater in Morton Grove was Golf Glen. There was one on Dempster and Waukegan. That was the Morton Grove Theater that I think later did become, become a dollar. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't at first, and I think it yes. later did become a dollar theater. Yeah, by, by where there's a, like a famous footwear or there's, one of those. It was like, carnival. Yep, it was, and yeah. there was like an old Navy uh, Eddie Bauer outlet, yep. and Cappy's was on the corner. Cappy's! Yep. And Sports Mart, which was my favorite sporting goods store, was right across the street. Right across yeah. the street. Sport, yeah. You had Sport yes. Marty as their, uh, sl- their slogan. Yeah, <laughs> Sports Marty, that's right. Yep. Oh my God. More in a moment with Dan when we come back. This is Chicago's Progressive Talk, 820 AM, WCPT Willow Springs, and online at WCPT820.com, where facts matter. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. Just a uh, programming note with Lady B, I realize I, I double booked six, 6 o'clock, so I'm messaging Jen Zanotti to see if she can do 6.30. And uh, Scott Stantis, the political cartoonist for the Chicago Tribune, will be joining us at 6 o'clock. Uh, or I'll just have them on together, and I have no idea how that's going to go. We'll see what happens. Right now, we are talking to Dan Richmond. He is running for the police board of the 19th District. So this was this is what's a little bit confusing for folks, is like, because now we have this other district that folks don't always think about. Like, I don't know that I grew up knowing that I live in the 16th District. I've lived here my entire life. You probably knew the ward. Yeah, I knew the ward. That's yep. the one. Yeah. You so, knew the ward. And I don't, is it on folks, uh, on, is it on our voter registration card, our police district? It probably will be now that we have this as an election. It's got to be. I'm going to guess it is. But, you know, look, I, like all the candidates that are running, you know, we all get can get the same information on who's voted in the district. And I have combed through every name and I found you know, maybe four or five people that I didn't know lived in the district. And I have their cell phone. I've called them to let them know about the position. And of course, ask for their vote as well. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's the thing that, um, you know, Tom taught me and a few other people taught me is when you have a conversation, you ask them for three things. Do you know your three things? <laughs> I'm going to say support. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Money. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And their vote. Yep, their vote. And the support would be like to volunteer. Right, volunteer. Whether it's phone banking or yep. door knocking or call your family friends, family and friends, and, and whoever lives in the 19th district. Yes, that's the. I, you I, got I've, it. I've been Tom, doing it. Tom taught you well. well. He taught me well, and actually, I got a lot, got a lot of advice from uh, Tom works with uh, Lincolnwood, or did work with Lincolnwood. Yeah. And one of my best friends, Don Gelfin, who connected me with Tom, you know, years ago, just to meet him, just say, hey, you got to meet this guy. He used to work in T. TV and uh, you know I work I work in radio advertising as well and, and so we connected and then I heard about his love for baseball and all that oh. other stuff so we just kind of naturally connected but what I liked about Tom is he was as honest and direct as I am and you don't find that with a lot of people he was uh, you know a, a friend of mine was just tell, we were talking about it yesterday uh, and I, I I didn't know who to call and I still apologize that uh, I, I was so shocked and uh, upset but uh, he was such a a 
great teacher of politics, and he was passionate about people who had integrity. Uh, and, and he was able to talk to everybody, including, and this brings us back to the police conversation, uh, the, there has been a few interviews this week with the former uh, lieutenant, retired lieutenant from my neighborhood, Lieutenant John Garrido. Mm-hmm. He and Tom were friends. Their politics could not have been farther apart, but they would come together to talk about the things that people were dealing with in the communities. And uh, and, Tom, and and because John Garrido had uh, been uh, the, uh, the, the upstanding person in the race that he ran for judge, uh, Tom, they, they, they developed a really strong friendship. And J- John Garrido has been talking about uh, on the news about how we need to uh, build an environment for our police force that encourages folks to one, you know, to be able to to serve, uh, to be uh, supported. Uh, John talks a lot about how folks need mental health. And I will. One of the things I learned, too, is uh, one first responder told me that for him, he feels like 10 percent of his life is just his mental health will never be healed. Uh, the things that he has seen, uh, what he has done in his role, uh, you know, and he told me some horrific stories about accidents and scenes that he's come up on. And so I know that there is a tendency for people to not want to hear these conversations about police uh, departments, but Dan is talking about reform and support. And we can talk and accountability. about... And accountability. And we can talk about all these things. You can. And, you know, one of the things that I think is good about me and it's hard for me to talk about myself Isn't but I will it, I, I know it is but you know it's like I feel like I'm really moderate mm-hmm. and one of the things that has helped me so much by being in business I have a common sense approach to things sure. I like to use common sense I'm a data driven person mm-hmm. but I also go with gut and feel so I know maybe I am a politician I'm talking out of a couple sides of my mouth but the truth of it is you have to be that way because you have to have a balance uh, between art and science mm-hmm. and if you are just all science that may not work if you're all art trust me that won't work either uh, So you have to have a balance. And I think this position, being a new position, having what I would call that blank canvas as an artist, I think will really develop that. It's like, you know, you're going to have one meeting a month. Believe me, I'm going to have a lot more than one meeting. Uh, I'm going to be in my co-counselors. I'm going to encourage a lot more than one meeting a month. That was going to be one of my questions is what are the responsibilities, the defined responsibilities of the police board? Sure. So that folks know for their communities if they don't live in the 19th. Yep. And I got this off of uh, the websites to find out specifically build stronger connections between the police and the community at the district level remember you know the challenges uh, that may go on in district six may not be the same as 19 so i'm concerned about what's going on in the 19th district because this is the job and the position that i'm running for right collaborating in the development and implementation of community policing initiatives holding monthly public meetings Working with the community to get input on police department practices and policies, working to develop and expand restorative justice and similar programs in each district, Hmm. ensuring that the Community Commission for Public Safety and Accountability gets input from the community, nominating members of that commission. So those are are some of the responsibilities, you know. We're going to dig deeper. Yeah. You're going to find out more. Uh, I was on a training call maybe three, four weeks about uh, the role, and it was for all the candidates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it got me even more excited to 
want to serve, not just with the two people who I'm going to serve with, but with learning from everyone involved in uh, all the districts. It's it's exciting. And how many uh, candidates are in your field? Six. There and three six. get elected. So yep. three and three. And, uh, and so are you seeing those candidates like at oh, the forums? Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like uh, one, 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 one of my, one of the people who's running against me uh, said, I saw your card here. And he's like, you're like a cat. I've seen all your cards, but I don't see you. And then she then she saw me. And it was kind of funny. I feel I've been everywhere. I'm very fortunate uh, that I did win the lottery. I have first ballot position. So I'm asking everyone to punch 71 in the 19th district. That's my uh, number one ballot position. And, you know, I've been doing everything. My slogan is Dan can because I know I can and will get it done for the 19th district. That's amazing. Look at you. You really is all sharp with the the messaging, the vision and the passion. Patty, I work in radio sales. Come on. I, I got I got to know something. I understand that. I know. And 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 it's not that's not an easy. Now that I'm selling my own uh, show, I'm just like, "Holy cats." I got more than 3 I got more than 3 tips for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? All no, right. I'm talking I about just... tips. Yeah, you, know, you gave me the 3 tips with support, yes. money and you know, and vote. I got more 3 tips. On, I got more than 3 tips on how you can sell the show. All right, we'll go out for coffee once you Consider win. It done. Once you win, cuz I'm not going to take any time off, like during this time, because uh, I've talked to candidates and, and I, I've given them my schedule, what it was like to run, which was, as you mentioned, hit the highly populated places, whether it's public transportation or, uh, you know, Starbucks and things yep. like that. Or I actually was campaigning for one candidate. I noticed that the dollar store was very busy. So it's, I was outside of the dollar store. I was like, wherever they are. You know, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's interesting. I, I was at a couple of events. I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday night. It's all like it was Tuesday night. And I got home and uh, around 10 o'clock and my wife and dog were sitting on a chair. She's like, hi, I'm your wife. This is your dog and your daughter's upstairs. (laughs) And I'm like, no, you're not being passive aggressive. That's just aggressive. And then the next night I met with a a senior in Uptown because Uptown's a big part of the district. And it was at Broadway and Sheridan. And with the way they road goes from where I parked, I actually walked the senior home. She's an influential senior in the community. I walked uh-huh. her home, and then I kept walking, walking, couldn't find my car. I went the wrong way in the fork of the road. Oh. I was looking for my car <laughs> car in the bitter cold for like 25 minutes. Oh, I thought I, I finally found it. I thought my car was stolen. So, you know, I've been... I've out, been there. Out and about, I've been out and about every night. I want to try to get to a uh, high school basketball game if I can tonight to pass out literature and to meet more people. And here's what I found. You know, everyone has strategies, but there are no real secrets because everyone's dealing with the same stuff. It, it, I have to tell you. So I remember one day I lost my car once while I was door knocking. And and there's like and you think to yourself, like, how do I not just have a chip on my like and you're walking around trying to beep beep your car. But you don't know how many blocks you've wandered away from it. It was uh, I, I was ready to cry, especially if you have to get somewhere. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to leave. Now I have to leave this neighborhood in an Uber. And then I, I what come back with my husband and just drive up and down the streets till I find my car. Yeah, it's, it's uh, horrifying and embarrassing, and uh, it happens to the best of us. Yeah, I had not been there before. Where I really, I think, you know, I've been I'm fifty five, and I've been driving since sixteen, and I've never really lost my car like that before. Yeah, lost my car. I've lost mm-hmm. my I've lost a rental car in a massive parking lot before, where oh. I had to have the guy on the golf cart drive me around. Yep. Uh, but that was because it was a rental, and the fob was dead, and it was a silver car. And guess what? Every car, is- every <laughs> rental car is silver. <laughs> Every <laughs> rental car is silver. It you is know. a nightmare. But oh, how long it took you to do? Twenty five minutes. Twenty five to thirty minutes to find oh the car, God. and it was. I felt like the wind was blowing. You know, twenty five.
five miles an hour in my face. And, you know, once I found the car, and of course, once I found the car, my meter had expired and I had a $50 ticket. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, 100%. Which I, will, which I will pay right away. Sure. Uh, but it's just like, okay, that was the uh, cherry on top of the Sunday of my Wednesday night. Mm. Do you ever check the, this is just a, an aside, do you ever check the parking ticket to see how late, long it's been there? I was so frustrated. I did look? not. And yeah. I was really, it was not frustration. I was thrilled that I found the car. Mm-hmm. It was so cold. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. it was just so cold. Do you, I remember when I started running, someone told me that to expect to get all kinds of parking tickets. And I only got one, and I fought it, and I won. <laughs> what had happened was I had uh, entered the wrong plates. I, I paid Got the it. meter, but and I had a different car, and they were very. I, I was surprised that I, oh. I felt. I felt like I made money. Good for you. <laughs> it was like coffee for everybody. Good for you. Uh, now, do you have? Are you from the the neighborhood group that you have talked about with for safety and security? Mm-hmm. Are you uh, able to get some volunteers with you? And I've gotten some volunteers. Yeah. You know, luckily in my case, a lot of my uh, friends of my demographic have chosen to volunteer by donating, which I appreciate Mm -hmm. very much. But look, I need volunteers. I need volunteers, especially with early voting coming up, because that is where you really need to work it like crazy. I Uh, can get out there with you. I'm interested. Look, as as, as you know, it's expensive to run a campaign. (laughs) And I have... I, I have been doing what I do best, and that's bag. No, uh, I've, yeah, you know, fine. but but yeah. I've had a strategy for fundraising that's worked. But then you realize it's it's like your personal life. You're out of money, mm-hmm. and I'm not out of money yet. I'm really not. But you know, doing a direct mail campaign, which I'm going to be doing, it's very expensive. Yes, and and and, and the one I can't, the one I wanted to do. I would not have enough money to mm-hmm. do. I want you know. I'm going to be doing some forms of digital marketing. Yes, not cheap. Uh, also, yard signs. Well, that's X amount of dollars. So you know, everyone who's donated to my campaign, which I thank them up and down, their money's being put to good use, and I'm still spending money out of my own pocket. Yeah, and, and the thing about spending your own money is that it shows other people that you believe it. If you are asking them to believe in you, right. But you're not giving to your own campaign. How are they supposed to take that risk? Hundred percent. Yep, I agree. And, I, and you know what? Uh, uh, whether I have to dig deep into savings or whatever, I believe I'm the right person for this job, so I'm going to do it. Outstanding! Wow, so and I love that your wife is like. I, I, tell me, your wife's I forgot Jody. already. Jody, Jody is like so proud of you. And and the other thing is, and I know Jody doesn't want to come on camera or on microphone. Uh, that's an important role is to be the partner who because you are also the candidate's partner. Uh, Tom will tell you that it can be. It's a you're all in, and it's exhausting. It's long hours. It's uh, a lot of emotional uh, exhaustion. She's been amazing. Yeah. Amazing. She stepped up in ways that like, wow, I couldn't do this. It's like she's more, at times she's more into it than I am. And at times she may take it more personally than I do. You know, she's like, there was a candidate's forum that was great done by East Lakeview neighbors on Zoom. And, and, and she was like, Evaluating every word that everyone said, oh, really? including my own. Uh, so it's like, you know, I can't believe they said this and they're supported by that or whatever. It doesn't matter. But I'm like, whoa, calm down. Namaste. How about a little <laughs> yoga or something? And uh, no, exactly. But, you know, it is what it is. 
That's uh, that's amazing. I, my husband was very passionate about my my campaign. You, you really have to have a partner that's all, all in and uh, and willing to go to the mats. My favorite memory of when the polls closed on March seventeenth, twenty twenty, the sun was like, this beautiful sunset. It was kind of like pinkish and purple. It, it was kind of a cold day. This was right as the pandemic was. We were about to shut down everything, right. and the car rolled up. My son was in the back seat. My husband jumped out of the car and just gave me a big bear hug like you left everything on the right. field. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel, yeah. too. You know, Patty, I remember listening to your show when you had Tom in studio, uh, whether or not you were going to run for alderman. And I know in your case, you chose not to. Yeah. But I'm like, is she? Is she not? <laughs> and, you know, yeah. uh, I was listening for uh, that that day. And, and, of course, I've been listening uh, many other times Thank as well. You. He was so funny that day. Well, Tom was, I didn't know that he was sick then because uh, he had had long haul COVID. Right. And Tom Tom wanted to do that. He said, let's, uh, because there were candidates that were starting to you know, collect signatures sure. and people were still asking me. There was still speculation. A lot of folks, because I have a neighbor, Patty, that I, I haven't had a chance in the time to work in the community as much as I had, but like picking up garbage and volunteering for markets and being at, uh, in a lot of organizations and connecting people with services. Uh, but uh, it was so funny because Tom had this whole thing that he wanted to do and how he was going to structure it. But I think because of the oxygen, uh, he he jumped the gun and asked me this like we were gonna just, we were gonna draw it out and make it like radio drama and uh, and he goes so are you ready I have to ask are you ready I'm like I didn't want to tell him Tom you said we were gonna do all things yeah, uh, I, can, it was God I, I just I miss him so much can yeah. I quickly tell uh, why I like Patty Vasquez so much story real quick if I could okay. you, you may not even remember this but when we I was a sales manager at WGN for many many years and. Uh, you know, I loved it there, but I didn't know you that well. You were on late at night. Yeah, nobody uh, was, yeah. But we did the stair climb together. I loved the it. The American fair. Lung stair climb together. And uh, the salesperson, Jeannie McGrory, was on my team and would support that event, you know, in and out. And one of the other, Jeff Hill, who's now my boss again, we would walk the stairs in the Tribune Tower in the morning. And one of the other salespeople, uh, Brad Foray and I, we walked all the towers together. Okay. And Brad was a lot faster than I was. Quite frankly, he was in better shape. Anyone that runs those stairs just makes me he angry. Wasn't, no, he wasn't running He's them. faster? He okay. wasn't running them, but I was a lot slower. And when, Patty, you were also in our group, and you waited for me at the end of every tower to make sure that I finished every tower as well. And you you were like, come on, you can do it, Dan. You can do it, Dan. And to me, I didn't really know you, but I'm like, I really like Patty Vasquez. Uh, I, had, I don't know if you remember I, that or I, not. I remember climbing with you, and I remember thinking, you know, this is not easy. It's four buildings, 45 floors each. So we climbed, what, over 180 we did. Uh, some stairs. And, and it wasn't, for me, it wasn't a race. It was to say that you did it, that you right. finished it. Uh, and also, I had hung out with a lot of Marines. So we, you don't leave a man behind. Well, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, there were people that were there like, look, I love Dave Ennett. He's going to want to get it done in five minutes. Right. Yay, da- you know, da- Dave and Pete McMurray or, you know, all those folks. And and I remember I was with uh, I was with somebody from Chicago Fire my first year. I had done it the year before, I think that year. Yep. And uh, and it was uh, he played Steve on Sex in the City. That little guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so he was like, hey, come climb with me. Right. And he starts running. And I'm like, this is not climbing together. No. <laughs> Making sure that your team makes it is climbing together. And it That's, was a lot of fun. And I'm was, like, I didn't, really, I didn't really know. I'll do it again. I, right. I loved it. And uh, I think this year they did it at Soldier, Soldier Field. Field. Yeah, I think it's coming up. I think it's in the spring. I uh, I I, I how much do you miss those? I, I know this is weird, but I miss those stairwells at WGN, the Tribune Tower. 
I got to tell you something. I enjoy doing it, but those stairwells, oh my goodness. Uh, you're 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 better, you're nicer than me cuz I I don't miss those stairwells. I well, I did them every night. I would do them sometimes before or after my show. Mm-hmm. So I was doing them at like 10 o'clock at night. And it. and it was uh there was something just kind of there's there was one place where you could cross over to another tower. Yes, there was. It had like that breeze uh-huh. cuz you came to a certain point where you ran out of stairs and uh, actually coming up I'm going to talk to Scott about this. Scott Santos and I used to go stair climbing. He climbed with me as well. Uh, there were a lot of folks who would look at me like I was crazy. No, uh, you it were was not. so much you were, fun. You were great at it, and you you actually inspired me, which I was going to finish anyways, but just to make sure I would not. Uh, yeah, and I didn't. You know, and I didn't want to make. And I also didn't want to make you finish. feel like you know. I, I didn't want you to feel pressure either. I no, wanted to be there in you, case. I wanted to be there in case something. You know, you're like I, this is it, and walk with you. Yeah, whatever and that was going to be. You were great. Oh please, I uh, I just I, I I like you, and I just wanted you to feel good about it. Well, That's all. You know, I want to win this thing. Yeah, I want to win this let's thing. Let's make you feel good about this. Yeah. I got I to go to the. I got to make sure we get to the fourth tower with you. You got. So we got to close it. Let's uh, let's take a break here okay. and find out how folks uh, can volunteer for you or other campaigns in their community. Sure. What, what people need. More in a moment on WCPT eight twenty. We're hanging out with Dan Richmond. He's running for the nineteenth police district police board. That's a lot of police. Police it sure is. <laughs> More after this on WCPT Heartland Signal. Because facts matter. You are listening to WCPT eight twenty. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. And you're listening to me have a conversation with Dan Richmond. He's a candidate for the 19th District Police Board. That's the 19th Police District, uh, yet another area of the city to become acquainted with. If uh, you live in the city of Chicago, coming up on the ballot on February, well, you, you can early vote at Super Sites right now. Early voting starts very soon. February 13th. February 13th. And uh, and then the election is, if you prefer to vote the day of, February 28th. And so th- this is just for the police board. My guess is just a simple majority because they're not going to have a runoff. They're not going to have three a runoff, candidates, no. yeah. Three get, uh, you, can, you can vote for as many as three candidates. Three will get elected. In the 19th district, for example, there are six running. Okay. And, uh, and it's bottom of the ballot. I'm excited for because I know you've wanted to run for a little bit. So this is the last, the last yeah, race. Yeah, last one. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, it's like I, I heard about this position, you know, back in 2021. That's when I started kind of talking to Tom a little bit because I thought my skill set would work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been very fortunate to be in radio advertising for 30, 33 years. As I say now, most of my best friends in radio have either retired or been fired. Um, <laughs> and I'm, st- I'm still doing it. And I, st- I still love it. But for me, this being a, you know, part-time position, but it's going to be a big, it's going to be a lot of responsibility. I'm excited because it gives me a new outlet to serve. I feel my whole life I've been serving, whether I've been serving people that work for me, uh, my clients, my wife, my daughter, my dog. Uh, I feel like my my whole (laughs) life has been kind of committed to service and now I want to serve the residents of the 19th district. I love I, I just love your enthusiasm for this. I'm excited, you By know. The way, what's your dog's name? I was curious. Uh, oh, uh, our dog our dog is a Vishluwich is a Hungarian pointer and of course my wife named her Zsa. After Zsa Gabor. How sweet. And and I couldn't couldn't stand the name at first. Now I think it's the greatest. Hey, Josh. Hey, this. And, you know, and if if you want to, look, if you want to get a hold of me, dancan for 19 at gmail.com. Dancan for 19 at gmail.com. And I have a Facebook page, Dan Richman, R I C H M A N, for 19th District Police Council. Dan Richman, R I C H M A N, for 19th Police, 19th District Police Council. Look, get on my Facebook page, email me, ask me questions. 
I want to get back to you. And Patty, I think you know if you if someone gets in contact with me, I get back to him. Yeah, he absolutely does. Uh, really, a stand up guy. Uh, and by, speaking of which, I have to uh, figure out a way to get you back on stage to be a stand up comedy I, again. I could be interested. <laughs> I, I think I can convince you. To do oh that. yes, you can. We also want to thank our friend Matt, Matt Baldino, who had a, a, fun, a fundraiser for you. He had a get to know me I event last you. Friday, okay. and uh, look, Matt's been huge for my campaign. Huge. And, and and because he's seen the commitment that we have in Roscoe Village to safety and security. Mm-hmm. And Matt has been uh, just a stalwart in the neighborhood. We're really fortunate in Roscoe Village where we have so many people that own businesses that are involved with the community. It's not just Matt. It's a gentleman named Al Johnson as well who owns Menard Johnson Realty. It's a woman named Colleen Flood who uh, helped put together Retro and Roscoe years ago. She does our car show all the time. She owns four trays. I'm not here just trying to let the businesses know, but it's these businesses care about Roscoe Village. And uh, I found out today from meeting with uh, retired Alderman Gene Schulter, Al Johnson was one of the people that named Roscoe Village, Roscoe Village. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, from the 847, we did talk about the geographical boundaries, but if you want uh, Dan to remind you, so lots of talk about precincts and districts, but rarely, and I don't know if you mean in general for Chicago, but we'll remind folks where the 19th sure. Police District is. The 19th District is huge. It is huge. Um, we start out at Fullerton, 2400 North, to Lawrence, 4800 North, and then literally the lake to the river. I'm looking for neighborhoods in the uh, in the sixth in the 19th district. So I, I can tell you what the, the ones are in uh, in this one. So but. we have here. Yeah. Let me let me let me let me let me see if I have them all right now. We <laughs> have, case, we, have up t- we have uptown. We have Buena Park. We have Lincoln Square. We have North Center. We have Roscoe Village. We have East Lakeview. We have parts of Lincoln Park. Uh, it is just it is a never ending area uh, that seems like this this uh, this 19th district just goes forever. Yeah, I'm and, looking at the map. Now and it, and that and that really can provide a challenge for getting out there. So how can people, when they volunteer, help you out? What are you looking for for volunteers? What I'm looking for for volunteers, I'm looking for people with uh, early voting. Okay, uh, I'm definitely looking for early voting, and that means standing outside of polling standing places. outside polling places. I, look, I I invested in 200 yard signs. I'd love to have people uh, get some yard, uh, put out some yard signs for me. If anyone wants to go door to door, I'm interested in that. Here here's here are all the neighborhoods that includes uh, parts of Lakeview, East Lakeview, North. Halstead, Lincoln Square, Ravenswood, North Center, Uptown, Buena Park, Roscoe Village, Wrigleyville, Lincoln Park, parts of Lincoln Park, and parts of the West DePaul as well. So those are really the areas that the 19th District includes. And I've, I've been to area, I've, look, I've I've lived in the city for over 30 years, and uh, I've lived in Roscoe Village in the 19th District for 17. I've been to these areas before, but the time I've spent in places like Buena Park, North Center, Uptown, uh, you know, North Halstead, it's been great. And it's been great talking to the residents of the 19th District. Whether they agree with me or not, you'll never earn everyone's vote. I've I've learned that not everyone's going to like you. But you know what? They respect you when you talk to them. It's absolutely true. I, I'll tell you this much. I vouch for Dan Richmond. Thank you. Uh, Dan Can for 19. Is that right? Dan Can. It's just Dan Can. Oh, just Dan Can. Dan Can. 
But, we'll, uh, but oh, yes, dancanfor19 is at gmail.com is my email. Sorry. That's right. Dancanfor19 at gmail.com. Excellent. Jody's like, no, she finished the rest of it. Excellent. Well done, Dan. Let's, uh, let's get some photos. And uh, and I look forward to uh, being outside a precinct uh, for you with uh, some palm cards. Patty, Just, I was honored. I was thrilled. And uh, whenever you want me, I'm around. We're going to finish all four towers. More after okay. this on WCPT 820. We're going to talk to Scott Stantis in just a moment. T820, Chicago's progressive talk, where facts matter. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. I, Fridays are very hectic, and tonight is no exception, but I also love Fridays because I hang out with so many of my friends. Uh, tonight is a, a special with uh, Scott joining us. Usually we have Scott on Mondays, but we, because of scheduling for both of us, uh, we are on tonight. And Scott, let me see if I've got you. Do I have you? Oh, no. Which button? Let me see. Is it this one? Try again. Nope. Let me try this. Syllabus. Syllabus. The dream. Did you say syllabus? (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Too funny. Oh my gosh. So, a, a guest just left and they said to ask you something. And I think they, maybe it was something else. I, too many things in my head sometimes. You know how it goes. How am I so darn sexy? That, I get that. That was all the question. The I had one of the former yeah. salespeople from WGN on. Dan Richmond's running for the uh, Chicago Police Board, which is a new oh, cool. role in Chicago. Are you familiar with these police boards that we, uh, these elections? No. So they, I knew that they were happening. Yes. Yeah, so there's a, uh, in every district, uh, police district, uh, there three people will be elected to a police board, kind of the conduit between the community and the police department and every single candidate seems to be running for different reasons but Dan has a great story and a great motivation for it so I'm 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 always excited to see an enthusiastic candidate you know yeah, who- yeah, we were just talking just before we went on. A friend of mine who – one of the co-owners of Club Lago, which is my favorite watering hole there in Chicago, uh, is running for a city council in Elmhurst. And uh, Guido Nardini, Nardini, he's Italian. No! Yeah, I know. I know. With a name like that, you'd think, well, he's Dutch. Um, no, so and I love his bumper sticker – or his, his team. It's Team Guido. I just want the <laughs> bumper sticker. I just – I, we're sending him money because we just want the bumper sticker. The uh, is there a, are there, is there like did you draw any art for it? Because I just ima- I, I don't want to do anything that seems racial, so never mind on that. I, uh, <laughs> no, we, that's a road we don't want to go down. Yeah, let me uh, let me hit, hit those brakes. <laughs> uh, can you ask him if he's any relation to Guido Visconti? <laughs> <laughs> There aren't that many Guidos anymore, so I just have to believe they're related or know each other. That's all. Well, they ha- they have to. They have to. I mean, it's just I like he always, he, he always jokes. His mom would come by Club Lago, and he always, thanks, Mom, for the name. <laughs> no, because his other is John Carlo, which is, yes, Italian, but not as. No, not as Guido as Guido. No, nothing's more Guido <laughs> than Guido. Guido. <laughs> My, so I had a classmate at Our Savior Luther in Norwood Park who was named Guido Visconti. I think he's like a pilot now or something, but uh, it was so funny. Did you say he, pilot or pirate? I'm pi- sorry. <laughs> I did talk very quickly there. I apologize to everyone involved. Arr. Guido Visconti, I believe, is a pilot now, maybe in Wisconsin. But he was, he, in, even in seventh and eighth grade, he definitely lived up to the sort of mythology of being Italian, very, you know, uh, uh, smooth with the ladies, shall we say? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I, I, hey, how you doing? How you I, doing? Did you, did you do that? <laughs> Not quite, but you know, I, I actually remember when he tried to express interest in me. I, I I know this is hard to believe, but in grade school, grade school, I was a little bit high strung. 
uh, no. a, a little bit of a a little bit of a loud mouth. Uh, my friends no. from high school say that I was downright scary uh, because I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I I came in hot every single day, meaning like I came in, I, I would sing all the time, like, there she was just a walking down the, like, I would sing my own entrance songs. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I went to uh, University of Illinois and I, there was a, a, a sophomore there who uh, uh, we were in the like general area and I started singing something and he turned around and he goes, did you have a locker on the third floor at Lane Tech? And he remembered me singing the Super Bowl shuffle every single day. He goes, oh, my God, you were so obnoxious in the of Super Bowl. We all were. It's high school. That's the job description. Oh, I, apparently, I apparently rose to a new level of annoying, which is why I continued to embrace uh, I'm a dork. I'm just a, a big screaming dork. I don't sing my own theme songs anymore. And I would sing like, oh my God, I'm just remembering all this. I would even, like if I wasn't having a great day, you know, I'd sing like a sad song, but I would always uh, like, I'm singing in the rain. <laughs> like I would try to cheer yeah. myself up with stuff like that. Yeah. I'm a dork. Oh. No, I, I used to. <laughs> good I mean, morning. Actually... We talked the whole night through. Good. Sorry. It's mostly singing in the rain songs. Good morning. Good morning to, to you and you and you and you. Okay, enough of the silliness. Did you point at people when you came in the classroom to you and you and you and you? Pretty did sure. you really? Pretty sure. So you now you're you can making, see. You're making a face. <laughs> yeah, pretty much I did. Uh, in the locker rooms, too. <laughs> I did that a lot, which no one who's taking a naked shower wants to hear me singing. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> but I think you can, I, I'm just discovering why I'm not, a, I'm just not a cynic. I, at my very core, uh, I would like to enter rooms singing my own, my own theme song. It's just not acceptable when you're 51 anymore. I know it's weird. No, I don't see why. In fact, especially at fifty-one, hell, I'm sixty-three. I can do anything I want now. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, really, and people just go, "Well, he's you know." I, I want to buy. You know what I want? And I promised myself I'd do this, and I haven't found them yet. Is bright yellow pants? I said as soon as I turn sixty, that's the age you can wear bright yellow pants, and nobody cares. <laughs> like golf pants, or are we talking like a polyester blend? What are we talking about? Here? Oh, it has to be a polyester. Leather, uh, le- leather, yellow <laughs> oh, leather. God, no. <laughs> You've seen my. You've seen these thighs. Good lord. We got. We do both have the uh, Spanish Basque thighs uh, that are. We, oh, yes. that's what I was going to tell you. That was not a question. It was uh, so. Dan Richmond was in the sales department at WGN, and uh, he and I did a, one of the stair climbing events uh, one year. Oh. And and uh, I was telling him that we used you and I used to be in the stairwells, which sounds weird, uh, but we yeah. would climb stairs in the the Tribune towers, and I loved it. I had so much fun yeah. stair climbing with you. Could you imagine what we inhaled? I mean, oh, do we have to, yeah, I guess so. I know. No, I, I don't be, think about oh it. Oh my god! Some of the it has to be a, a, asbestos. asbestos and yeah. All right. The, the, bo- the, the bodies that cross the kernel. You know. Way to way to kill a moment. <laughs> Here, I can kill another one. What is a Tribune doing? Do you, I, <laughs> Pray. What are we discussing? Uh, Heather Sharon uh, tweeted out today that uh, Gary, somewhere Gary Johnson is just giggling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's getting a lot of. She's like, I'm getting. I'm guessing he's getting a lot of alerts on Twitter today. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the uh, the Chicago Tribune editorial board endorsed uh, Paul Vallis for mayor, uh, and I think it lays out a pretty good ca- case. I, I, it does. I mean, they, they say that the, the current mayor is not doing such a great job, and the other candidates only they probably they, are. They picked her second. 
How could they say she's not doing a great? Uh, okay, go ahead. You continue. I didn't mean to interrupt. That was my fault. No, no, okay. no. You're. I. I agree. I think they, they. What's funny is in the editorial they say people have been jumping all over her for for a job. We're not among them. I go. Wait. Speak for yourselves. I've been, I've been a really strong critic of the of, of Mayor Lang, Lightfoot and. Um, and and will be because I don't. I, unfortunately, I don't think she's done a very good job. Now there are progressives who are running, and you couldn't have expected the, the uh, Trib editorial board to endorse a progressive. That would have really run against the brand. So um, yeah, Valis. Well, Chewy, I think is uh, definitely got some of the flavorings. Uh, that sounded weird too. I apologize, but some of the, <laughs> the the tone that they seem to be drawn to. God, what is wrong with me today? You spend an hour with someone who gives a great interview. You hang out with your friend on the air. All of a sudden, all bets are off. What is ha- happening? Friday. <laughs> uh, Chewy, I, I mean, uh, Chewy, the problem with Chewy Garcia is, is the same problem I see that he, when he ran the last time okay. and, and was in, actually got into the runoff with Rahm Emanuel. And that is that he just doesn't seem to stand for anything. And you bring it's up a good really point. hard. And in fact, if you remember when I drew him last time, I drew him just as an empty suit and just a mustache floating in the air. <laughs> Which I thought was clever. I, I do. This is for clever in Scott world, but well, and that was. Do you remember uh, that was something that 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 I did get hung up on, which was. Do you remember what he would say when people asked him about what he was going to do about pensions and the city budget and things like that? He said, "Well, I'll have to wait till I get there and see the books." But yeah, I, I it was just yeah. like what 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 uh, I mean, give yeah. us something. I mean, it's, like we we uh, somebody said something about the. Uh, uh, the meters. I was. I've been to so many forums and debates now that I can't. I can't string together who's saying what anymore. Yes, go ahead. I just loved you. Well, no, I was going to commend you for your um, your daycare sitting during the uh, mayoral debate. That uh, was. Uh, I was looking yeah, at some of the pictures. When, when Patty Vasquez, no offense, I love you like a sister. You know this, but when Patty Vasquez is the grown up in the room. <laughs> 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 Can I tell you how I how much I had to practice my resting bee face? Uh, I know how much? Uh, uh, I was just like, don't you know? Just and I and I do wish I'd kind of just like maybe found a practice like half smile or something because I looked really stern. I was like, damn, what what is? I looked really kind of like I was gonna hurt somebody. How they were pissing you off? They were getting way my, out. I, of line. My eyebrow wouldn't go down. <laughs> <laughs> Picture, like, how high is it? Really, my face the entire time looks like. Excuse me. Um, I think Santita Jackson and uh, and S- Jonas Bazito just did such an amazing job, and the people who collaborated, like Tim Hogan and Matt Cummings, and all of our tech folks, all the people that. Uh, oh my gosh, you! There were people that were wrangling guests, like making sure that everyone ha- had uh, some space to get ready ahead of the the debate or the forum. Have you, did you see any of the footage of the debate where people started heckling the WGN TV debate because they had yes. all they had all nine candidates on stage. So last night I was at a forum. I was just broadcasting from there. Justin Kaufman moderated and someone started heckling. And you know, it was weird. I was in the back. He was right. He was right in the aisle. There was a row of kids in front of me. And uh, and this guy just starts yelling, Gardner won't be with anybody. And you can hear it. It's a video online. And uh, and I let it go for a second because nobody else was getting up. Guess who escorted him out? (laughs) (laughs) Was it? Are you serious? Nobody moved. Security, for some reason, was in the lobby. So I just got up. Dude was like 6'2". I got up and I go, this is what I go. I go, I get it. We're done. <laughs> yeah. That's, I just. Oh, I have never been prouder. 
It was so funny because I thought, well, no one would see me because, you know, it's it's so dark in there and it's hard to see all the way to the back of the Copernicus Center. And then someone messaged me and they were like, was that Gus you escorted out? I'm like, did you guys see me? And who was Gus? So that was, uh, it was a little dramatic last night too. Did you find out who Gus was? Is there some Gus, story that we need to know? Gus was a, a business owner in the community who really got sort of uh, screwed over uh, with a, a great location, uh, a great bar in, in uh, Portage Park. So I don't know if it actually was him, but people were speculating that it was. But man, he was ready to keep yelling. And the, I was a little bit jarred. And the kids, there were kids from like 5 to 12 years old in front of me. I'm like, okay, we need to take this down a notch. That's all. I, I yeah. And you know, I kind of, I, I, afterwards I had that adrenaline. I'm like, I really got to stop doing stuff like that. <laughs> you never know, right? You well, never know. I don't know. Oh, my bet, all bets would be, my bet would be on you. I got to be honest. <laughs> Between you and Gus, just, and I was poor telling, Gus. Woe be to Gus. I was just telling uh, Dan and his wife Jody that I've, I uh, I play a, a nurse on Chicago Fire, and the O member, you've seen the, some of it, the only time they bring me in is to throw people out of the room. So apparently it's just my it's my fallback. That's just, yeah, no. <laughs> what's the line? Can you can you give it to us? before? Uh, visiting hours are over. Uh, family can stay. The rest of you need to go home. <laughs> that was... But uh, and I and I had pretty much done the same thing twice, Uh, and then another time I threw a a guy about as big as maybe that's why I've I've been uh, studying it. I did uh, had to throw out a very tall man. My first episode was uh, I square off on the guy. Yeah, I think that's where it came from, or it was high school and singing in the rain. I don't know. Well, you didn't sing him out, did you? I should find a way to do that. That's disturbing. If someone just started singing, you'd be like, I better get out of here. She's crazy. See, if you're crazy, people leave you alone. That's what I always found. I was, God, that's so weird. You're talking about this real quick. I uh, was we talking about being bullied in school and um, I wasn't bullied. And it turned out that one of the guys, like one of the, he was one of the, one of the football players, of course, said, we didn't pick on you. We thought you were crazy. We knew we could beat you up, but we thought we'd really be hurt first. It's like, really? So crazy. Oh yeah. So crazy. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Yeah, the crazies, the crazy people made it through high school without being bullied. Well, that's, I wouldn't say that much. I've got to <laughs> say that that's for me necessarily the case. Uh, did you ever see the movie? Steve just texted me, my husband. Uh, did you ever see the movie? Uh, well, you've seen Field of Dreams, right? Oh, gosh. A hundred times. So yes. Steve just messaged me. Uh, there's a, a my favorite scene in that movie has nothing to do with baseball. It's in the gymnasium with all the, the, the school board meeting and someone wants to ban a book. And Amy Madigan gets out and she gets up and she's like, let's take it outside, you Nazi cow. And so that's, <laughs> apparently I just spent my life looking for those moments. <laughs> <laughs> people at griffin school used to just like they would see me come into a meeting and be like oh god what's it gonna be today uh there was one meeting where they were gonna put in a uh an l they wanted to put in an elevator for children who needed assistance whether it was walkers or wheelchairs and one mom said why are we putting in an elevator none of the children here need it and i i, I Oh, lady. I came across the room. I was like, that's because we don't have an elevator. <laughs> that is so weird that you didn't have an elevator. We had an elevator in our high school. It was built in like the 1920s or something. It, it has a school now. It has an elevator now. It, it was an elementary school. Okay. It was a pre-K through eighth grade. But yes, uh, it's got one now because that lady oh. that lady picked the wrong thing to say. So that became- Take it outside, you Nazi cow. <laughs> 
We are going to take a quick break here. We're hanging out with our friend Scott Stantis, who's going to jump off in a little bit because we've got Jen Zanotti coming on, and he's going to join Whiskey and a Cookie, so you can follow his conversation there. I know Adam is definitely going to be there, and uh, and yeah, I'm excited to see you, Scott. <clears throat> Say hi to Jen. I'm a huge fan. I think she's amazing. I need her to talk to me about motivation. I just I, I used to be able to do stuff, and I don't know when I get up and go has just it's lying down all the time. It didn't even get up and go. It just it just lies there and goes. No, I don't, I don't like to. Yeah, it's just like a big old blob, lazy dog. Yeah, it really is. Roof. More in a moment on <laughs> WCPT eight twenty Heartland Signal seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. If you'd like to join me and Scott in conversation, when we come back, let's talk uh, balloons. Cause. <laughs> Heartlands. What was that, Scott? Why the hell not? Why the hell not? Yeah, yeah. We'll see. More in a moment. This is WCPT 820, where facts matter. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Manaqua Brewing Company, and I sell Choice Hard Seltzer, an all-natural grapefruit-flavored booze that you can enjoy for only 100 calories a can. A percentage of the proceeds of every can of Choice Hard Seltzer you buy goes to reproductive rights organizations in the Chicagoland area. Enjoy a light, refreshing hard seltzer this summer and support reproductive freedom at the same time. Now available at Dino's Cardinal Liquors in Gurney, Illinois, and Sugar Beet Food Co-op in Oak Park, as well as in Chicago at Jarvis Square Tavern, Rogers Park, and Garfield's Beverage Express Wicker Park. Please drink responsibly. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Manaqua Brewing Company, You're and I sell choice hard seltzer, an all-natural grapefruit flavor. WCPT. Oops. Scott's begging me to mute my uh, ah. my Zoom microphone. Too loud? Was that too loud, Scott? No, that's, you know, I'm old. <laughs> Get off my lawn, you damn kids. <laughs> that's Scott Santos broadcasting from his incredible office in, in Bur- near Birmingham, Alabama. Yes. And, and uh, there's two things I want to talk about at least. Uh, one, let's get to this first. Let's get to the... Uh, okay. Look what we know is that China has several spy satellites that cover the United States from outer space every 90 minutes. So do they need a balloon also to spy on Americans? It's very doubtful. This is from a listener. Uh, it's very doubtful they could gather any information they can't get from spy satellites. That's a good point. President Biden yeah. has made the right decision not to shoot it down. Men Repu- yeah, have you seen these photos of Republicans? Um, our friend uh, Piper, Jessica Piper from Wisconsin. Missouri. She's a progressive in a red state. I'm starting to make friends with progressives in state. Like, you, well, you're not a progressive necessarily. Not, not yet. <laughs> not yet. But the show, you're seeing them with all their big guns. All these people that tell us, like, don't talk to us about guns unless you know about guns. And then they've got these, you know, their assault rifles that they're going to shoot something 10,000 feet, which do you not know? How <laughs> no, I have not seen this yet. Oh, but yeah, it, does, yeah. it surprises me. Not, not, not at, not at all. all. Yeah. It's uh... no, not at all. I mean, it's just um, I was talking to um, um, a brother and let's call him George because that's his name, who, um, who, <laughs> who likes who likes guns and lives in Arizona where they have, um, you know, open carry. And he he's, he's doing a booming business because he does beautiful leather work and he's making holsters for people. Yeah. Yeah, it's bizarre. I, I, when I see someone carrying a gun, I mean, obviously they don't do it a lot in Chicago, but. <laughs> but when you're someplace and you see this and like you're at the Walmart and some idiot has got one on his hip, you're just going, really, dude, really, that really This is what you need to do. I know. Isn't that weird? 
So balloons, yeah. I, the balloon thing, I mean, it could be a weather balloon. We don't know what it is. Um, the fact that they're not shooting it down, they're saying you know, it, it weighs as much as a car. So obviously that crashing to earth could be bad for whoever it lands on, which I understand. But the other thing is, is it car- what's it carrying? What equipment is it carrying? How is it powered? I mean, there's a, there's a lot of questions. This is a fascinating story. And apparently it's not the first time it's happened. Was it? I haven't. Been, I have not had a chance to look into more information. Is uh, when you say that it's it's happened before? Is it from other countries or has it been from China before? Well, they say it's. Uh, they say it is, but they. I, I don't know how you know this unless you actually have it. Or does it say on the side? You know, made in China uh, around the side, <laughs> which or, they all would be, presumably. Yeah, well, sure. Your spy stuff has to have that disclaimer. It's law. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is. I was wondering the same thing. The other element that may, what if maybe um, they're just sending it over to to taunt us and troll us and make us fight with each other and let Republicans be crazy again. Let Republicans shoot at you know that thing in the sky that's scaring them. Yeah, um, oh, so that is crazy. so. Fun. I have not seen that. That is hilarious. I mean, yeah, yeah don't talk to us about guns if you don't know what guns can do. Well, a gun can't shoot. What is it now? Two and a half, three miles into the air? Yeah. No, they cannot do that. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, Omar Ilhan uh, being removed from the her committee? I'm torn because I'm a, I've always been an advocate of Israel. I know Israel has its issues now, and I can understand it. Uh, but to say that this is they're doing it because of her the, she some perceived anti-Semitism on her part, I'm going really what 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 party do you? Really? I mean, invoking the name of Hitler, saying that uh, 9-11 didn't happen or that Sandy Hook didn't happen or uh, targeting Jewish communities. Uh, I don't. Uh, and the other thing is she owned her statements and unequivocally apologized for them, which I have never heard anything from the, the kinds of threats that uh, MTJG has, has levied, uh, the kind of language, rhetoric that so many Republicans have used. So I just find that such an empty uh, sentiment. Yeah, I find I find you know the whole um, we're going to get even movement by the Republicans in the House. I mean, it's it's childish. I mean, you really <clears throat> pardon me. You really would hope for you know leadership and for Good for grown ups to be at the table. Yeah, yeah we're not going to get that in yeah. this Republican Party. I mean, McCarthy went to the White House, and I mean, I mean, it's almost like they said, "How could you have done that?" It's like he. You know Nixon in, in China. It's just like he went to the White House to talk about the debt ceiling and, and, and negotiate some kind of a reasonable conclusion to this because it's bad for everybody. But no, no, we want to burn it to the ground. And it's like, oh, well, that's a great way to – that's just a great way to uh, govern. Super. What could go wrong? Oh, wait. Everything. I feel like the Republicans are getting mad about the balloon because they don't want to talk about the debt ceiling anymore. And they don't want to talk about the, uh, the, the powerful uh, jobs reports. Those kinds of things. Well, that was incredible. I mean, what five hundred thirty-one thousand new jobs created mm-hmm. uh, last month? I mean, that's amazing. The uh, inflation is now cooling. Clearly, um, I just hope to God that the Fed just leaves things the hell alone. Stop it. Yes. Bad. Yeah. Bad Fed. Bad. See, you- and this is why I don't like economics. I mean, like economics professors and experts, because I got a D in economics and I used to feel bad about it until I watched these people break our economy. <laughs> <laughs> like, you getting an A doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, they, and economists pretty much just make stuff up as they go along. I mean, that's that's the job description. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll never forget Alan Greenspan saying that they had not taken into account. Oh, I don't know, human greed. 
Well, that's such an unusual thing for the for the financial markets to do, especially Wall Street. You don't expect it from them. No. You just oh wait. <laughs> no. <laughs> So crazy. Okay. I was I was thinking of nuns. Okay, sorry. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay, so yeah. my question is, I'm going to kick you out and send you over okay. to Whiskey and a Cookie, but I have to ask you, um, do you need me to send you the invitation to that so that you can uh, put that? If you would, please. I will send that to your, is it best for your email? You have to send it to your email because it's on my computer. We're doing a little, produ- fine. We're doing a little production meeting on air. Uh, let's see, Adam, Sel- Adam Selzer has been in, in the meeting. So let me get that started and I will send you over there and start that. Okay, lovely. I'm producing two shows at once. All right. Sounds good, Look Scott. Look at you. Thank you. Oh, one more thing. So uh, yes, ma'am. make sure everyone checks out Center Clip. I just did my intro audio. Yay. I have not done, uh, I've not done a, uh, a take on anything yet because uh, it just today got away from me. Hey, Adam Selzer. Uh, hey. hey, I'm going to send Scott to you, and then you have a friend visiting us as well. She has the uh, information. All right, let me do this. Let's take a break. A domestic violence lawyer. Okay, great. Thank you so much for inviting her. All right, folks, I'm going to take a break here and send us. Uh, so if you want to, if you want to watch uh, Whiskey and a Cookie, that's on the Patty Vasquez uh, show page, and I uh, would love to have you enjoy either conversation or both at the same time. Maybe you're that talented. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> all right, thank you, Scott. I'll, I'll send your invitation in just a moment. And, and say, uh, give Ms. Zenodia a big hug for me. I'm a, I'm a still great admirer of hers. I, Truly, I, am. I, absolutely. It looks like it's just me Hold on. I haven't got you live yet, Adam. Hold on. Let me take a break. I got to do all these things in just a second. Right. Bye. Bye. Well, now you're upside down. <laughs> this is Chicago's Progressive Talk, 8:20 a.m. WCPT Willow Springs, and online at WCPT. Okay, I'll pop off. I'll pop with Adam now. Where facts matter. You're listening to WCPT 8:20 because facts matter. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible Democratic Socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Now available at Arminetti Wine and Spirits in Woodstock, Illinois, and Famous Liquors in Lombard, as well as in Chicago at ANS Wine and Spirits, Back of the Yards, and Grand and Western Liquors, Ukrainian Village. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. Coming up this weekend, we have the Jefferson Park Sunday Market. And in studio, we're going to hear some music from uh, the musician playing live, Kenny Lane. Uh, Lady B, I've sent you info for uh, Jen Zanotti, too, to get her on because I want to talk about a little bit of motivation. Uh, talk about eating healthy and, and things that you can pick up at the uh, farmer's market. Kenny Lane, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks, Patty. Hey, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. We're excited I, to have I you I don't at the get markets. out much. <laughs> why, why is that? Well, to be, to be honest with you, I had a mild heart attack about a week and a half ago. Oh, my goodness. And I've been goodness. taking it easy, yeah. Oh, I, my I've gosh. Got, on my left ventricle, I have a problem. I'm reaching 60. I had um, COVID oh, um, wow. in December of uh, 2021, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to go to a cardiologist in about a month to see if there was any problem related to that in right. some way. So, Whoa. Yeah, so I'm, I'm taking it easy. You. I'm glad to I'm see also, you. I'm also retired, part, right. partly retired, so I, I don't. I don't care how much. Wow, well, so glad that's... you're here. Let me uh, grab some headphones for sure. you, if you don't mind. Yeah, you we... see those headphones there? Yeah. Put those on and, and let me know if you can hear okay, because I want you to be able to hear our guest, uh, Jen Zanotti, as well. Okay. Uh, Jen Zanotti is uh, my my motivational expert, and I uh, I want to have. We're going to start a segment every month with her, and I wanted to touch base with her today uh, on this Friday. Jen Zanotti uh, on the line. Hell, the guitar sounds great. Jen, we're uh, we're coming up with a theme song for you as uh, as you join us. Hey, Jen, how you doing? 
Jen? Huh? Oh, I got to do this. I probably should bring her on this way. Hey, Jen, how are you doing? Hey, good. How are you? I am really good. I, I want to introduce you to Kenny Lane, who's our live musician in studio. Hey, I'm, so, I'm so excited to hear your voice, Hi, my friend. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. And I totally had to pull you on, on Facebook Live because I had to see you. Hi! Oh, I should. You know what? Next time we do this, I have a trick that Scott taught me, which is that we can we can do a live Zoom, so I can actually talk right to you. I know we're gonna so we're doing a pre-production meeting on the air because uh, I miscommunicated this week with you, and uh, and I wanted to touch base with you. Uh, Kenny Lane was just telling us that he recently experienced a, a, a cardiac situation. He had a heart attack about a week and a half ago. Very mild. And uh, very oh my mild. God. I I know. And uh, and you know he uh, had experienced uh, COVID uh, about a, over a year ago are you finding in your community like folks that both either are having health you know things or mental things that are different than you remember um as a as a jujitsu expert as somebody who's helping people uh find their path what kind of changes are you seeing lately um more so like related post-covid i'm sorry getting motivated to do things and, and trying to feel better about about where they are in life in general Sure. I think it's hard, like, as we come off the new year, too, everybody sets these expectations and goals to stay motivated. And then now we are in February, which is crazy, February 3rd. And some people have kind of fallen off the wagon a little bit. I also feel like this year has been a little bit of a late start. So even at our gym, people came in probably like the last two weeks. We had that big upswing, right? of people wanting to sign up and get started where we didn't see that in the first few weeks. So I think it's just been like a little bit slower going for people. And, you know, even talking to some of my personal clients, they're finding and struggling a little bit, finding, finding it difficult to find the motivation for themselves. I am. I'm having. A, and, and for me, it's also a little bit weather related too. I think more than I think because I I didn't I didn't have momentum coming into the winter of having because Declan was in the hospital and we were struggling with that. And then I find myself just not wanting to get up. Uh, it's hard. I just uh, there's, there's yeah. things you can do in, indoors. Uh, oh no, I, that's not the problem. There are things. Oh, it's yeah. the motivation we're talking right, about. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's the motivation. That's the hardest thing, right? Yes. And put, it, put it in your calendar. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's. I don't know. You know. That's why we're talking to Jen. <laughs> right. Suggestion, Kenny. Absolutely. Yeah. Put I, it. Like, um, no, do, Ken's got a good point. So put it like like make a date with yourself to do something. Right. Yep. Totally. I'm a big fan of organization. I'm a planner. You know that. Many of my clients know that, but. I think if you set aside that time, even if it's five minutes a day for yourself um, and, and schedule it, you know, don't set yourself up for failure, set yourself up for success. So at five minutes, maybe it's at the beginning of the day or the end of the day, whenever you know yourself best and when you're most likely to get something done, um, because that five minutes a day adds up, right? Over seven days a week, you have 35 minutes a week that you've done something and you can slowly add that time to be a little bit longer per day, but it doesn't have to be something that's not attainable. It could be something simple at first to start that habit. I've been doing uh, squat. I, I, this is something I, I used to do all the time. Like if I was brushing my teeth, I would squat. Like I would make sure I, I was able to pump out forty squats or whatever. So I'm building back up now. It's like ten here. I do forty throughout the day. I'm trying to build that up to fifty, then sixty. That's the squats have always been the the thing I can do just anywhere. It's, I have a Fender amplifier. Uh huh. It's a thirty five pounds. And I I put an extra ten pounds in it, which was a mistake, I think. And but anyway, <laughs> so I'm back down to thirty five. But I do upright rows with it. Oh, 
nice. That's and I'll a great do like idea. Uh, three sets of ten. Yeah. And it works my upper body. Um, the other thing I do is uh, I've got my golf clubs because I like to golf. And when it's over 35 degrees, I go out to Canal Shores in Evanston and just kind of chip around and walk, you know, walk around. There's people walking their dog and, you know, it's a lot more exciting than just walking down the street. So I think, Jen, you know, Jennifer, the, the thing that most people need to do is find something they like to do. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter what it is. You get, just got to find something that's going to work for you for the rest of your life because you can't just you know join a membership for one year two years three years and then fall off you know it's just that's the problem to, you know it's just motivation some, like you some, said yeah. to some point yeah. i would say that there jen wouldn't you say that, that it's like anything else where like i did crossfit for yeah. six or seven years and not that i couldn't do that for the rest of my life and i and i went back to the gym we're gonna have our doghouse friends on next week but i think that uh that you you also want to find things that that you might, your motivations might change our brains are constantly changing right jen oh absolutely so, you know, for me, love of my life, you know, jujitsu, it's, it's something that, you know, I feel like I probably will do lifelong, but you do have to find things that interest, interest you. And maybe it's at a certain point where you can, you know, you need the um, people to check in and you need the accountability. So it's doing something with friends or starting a new hobby or, you know, exploring and kind of figuring out what it is that you like. If you're sick of just going to the gym, maybe it is trying more of like, a group fitness class or something that's a little more guided because you have an instructor versus trying to figure it out on your own. So just different things, I think, to kind of get you excited and motivated because you don't want to dread that activity. You need to try and find that excitement in it. And I think that's when you know that you can achieve it. Jen, have you ever played a musical instrument? Um, yes, I played violin when I was in elementary school and then saxophone in junior high. Okay, I'm sorry. I feel like this is information I've never had before. (laughs) I mean, you learn something new every day, right? There's lots of things Jen Z's done. That's amazing. I love it. So Kenny Lane's in studio where you have the Jefferson Park Sunday market coming up this Sunday at the Copernicus Center Annex uh, starting at 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., which do you get a chance in uh, in your new town to go to the farmer's markets? I do. They have one every Sunday right in Tacoma Park, Maryland. It's wonderful. I'm so You get a lot of fresh goodies there. It's awesome. I love shopping farmer's markets. What do you look for for folks who are coming out? Because like, we have, I mean, this is a time of year for in Illinois. We have, you know, there are fewer vendors. Um, but mm-hmm. what, what are some of the things, I mean, because you've talked to me about micronutrients and macronutrients. What should people be looking for fresh yeah. at markets? Oh, gosh. You know, you can get great carbohydrates in like uh, more starchy vegetables. So things that are good root vegetables. Um, and now is going to be the time for a lot of that stuff. But just seeing what's in season, I feel like going to a farmer's market is shopping like the perimeter of the grocery store, just all there for you. So if you can get some great veggies, get some great fruits, they have great usually um, proteins there too. You can get really good meats or fish. Yes. Fins, um, I don't know if Fins is there, but yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, 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 agree. I love some of the goods and fresh baked stuff. Like I love, um, you know, sourdough bread. We've been doing a lot with that. And you can have bread, you know, carbohydrates in certain doses, of course. Um, it's all about balance. But sourdough has been something that's been great for me because I'm not celiac, but more gluten sensitive. And sourdough is one that's a little bit easier to digest for people that are struggling with that. So it's great to just get fresh baked goods. 
And, um, and I think reading there's a, things at the market. There's a lot of uh, vendors that have like sauces and spices and jams and things like that. And the same oh, thing. It's all so, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Do your Jen get excited? Oh, oh yes, yeah. yes. So good. It's so so good. good. So good. I wanted to do a quick segment with Jen Zanotti. She's going to be joining us. Uh, we, I think we're going to start with. Uh, we'll figure it out. Let's see. I mean, like I, I'd like to have you on every Whatever week. Whatever you want. We're, we're going to do a Fridays with Jen. Tell me. Yes, I'm so excited you to talk come to you. Up with like a real fun name with that. Like, yeah, I don't know. We'll We'll, we'll, we have to have a meeting. We, yeah, we have to, let's do a Zoom meeting. Sure. Yeah, uh, Jen, what's your, what's your, what are your plans for the weekend? Uh, I'm going to be coaching all day tomorrow at a jujitsu tournament. We have some kids and adults from our gym competing, so it will be a very exciting long day. <laughs> oh, that's very cool. Well, I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna see if Kenny Lane wants to play a song out for you, and then I'm gonna interview him in a moment. But uh, Kenny Lane, do you have a? Does it, what, you have original music? What are yeah. you? Uh, what are you gonna play out for Jen? Jen, I love you, uh, and I'll talk to you soon. Uh, and we look for I look forward love to having you, so you on. Much. Thank you, my friend. Love hey, you. What's, what are you playing have for a Jen? Weekend. This you is too. just an instrumental. It's uh, for my mother uh, that I, I I wrote this for. It's called Julia. Okay, just think it says Jen, but it's Aww. Julia, <laughs> and it's his mom. So of course <laughs> it's gotta be Julia. <laughs> Thanks, Jen.
Love is Julia by Kenny Lane. He'll be performing this weekend at the Jefferson Park Sunday Market. Yeah. We begin at uh, 10 a.m. We'll be going till 2 p.m. I'll be volunteering there. And, of course, our manager, Meryl Miller, holding on the fort, as well as all of our other volunteers like Don and Maggie May and Danielle uh, and Kathy, of course. Uh, let's take a break here, find out Aww. more about uh, and talk more to our friend Kenny Lane about his uh, about his journey. More after this on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal. The David Pacman Show. Republican congressmen wanted Trump to invoke, quote, martial law. Mark Meadows texted with 34 different lawmakers about overturning the 2020 election. They see what happened on January 6th as a loss, not because there were crimes committed, not because people got arrested. They see January 6th as a loss because they didn't succeed in stealing the election. The David Pacman Show. Weekday evenings at 10 on WCPT 820. Chicago's progressive talk. Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCPT 820, where facts matter. Listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. We're in studio with uh, Kenny Lane. You were saying the next song will be about how long? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, four or five minutes. Four or five minutes. All right. So we got uh, a couple minutes couple here minutes to, to talk. talk. Yeah. yeah. So where are you from originally, Kenny? Lake Forest. Lake Forest. Yeah. Again, we're talking to Kenny Lane. He is the featured performer at this Sunday's Jefferson Park Sunday Market at the annex of the Copernicus Center on Lawrence Avenue. And uh, so, have you moved to Chicago? Have you lived in Chicago or are still out in the suburbs? I'm in Evanston. You're in Evanston. Yeah. We love Evanston. It's a great community. Evanston's the best. It really. I used to drive Lyft, and everybody. I used to tell people, I, you know. I live in Evanston. Oh, I love, I love Evanston. I want to live there. And I'm like, I everyone's say that much. Says, okay. Well, yeah. I love Evanston, but yeah. I went to school there, so I don't. Uh, okay. It has a uh, too much, uh, you know, that, of that. Right. Exactly. Um, so what? Uh, so what? When did you start playing music? What drew you to being <sighs> a performer? 1981. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a a boy at the time named Louis Zagoras who lives down the block from me now, and Louis played um, a really mean voodoo child. Okay, and it's a voodoo child. Voodoo, it's uh, it's uh, Jimi Hendrix. Oh. It just was like amazing, yeah. and and him and other guitar players, I was like, you know, starstruck as a high school student. I'm like, I want to do that. Oh you wow! Know? So I picked up guitar. I got a my first guitar was an old classical Yamaha that cost me uh, fifty bucks. I just I scrounged up fifty dollar one dollar bills from. You know my uh, birthday money that I had. We went and bought it, and uh, that's so cool. And uh, then I, I, I bought a couple of different ones, but that I remember that one. I never should have got rid of. You never get rid of your first guitar, by the way. Oh no, I agree with that. <laughs> you that's just got to so keep funny. that one. You know. So so Kenny was telling us yeah. that the next song's about four minutes long. So I have to apologize to our, our listeners on hold. Jim and Eduardo, we are going to roll out with uh, with one last one. Now, what's the name of this? And and you and it's a it's. I may just roll you down. This will be the last thing we do. Uh, on the other side, this one's for my dad. And do you have a website you want folks to visit to find um, out more about your work? Kenny Lane um, is uh, my handle at Facebook. Kenny Lane is my handle at uh, YouTube. Um, Excellent. Kenny Lane is, uh, oh, I can do Kensington Lane at Yahoo if you want to email me. Sure. Excellent. Um, there you yeah. go. And come see him on Sunday morning at the Annex at the Copernicus Center, 10 a.m. Yeah. to 2. Take it away. Mm-hmm. 
at the Jefferson Park Sunday Market. That was wonderful. And I'm so glad that you're doing well. And I wish you the very best in your health. And uh, and you look fantastic. And look forward to having you back in studio. Thank you. That'd be lovely. Have a great evening. I'd love to come back. That'd be great. Devil's Advocates up next. Lady B, love you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Be happy, healthy, and safe.